know, figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out, right? Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Like, Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Dara. Hey, guys, it's Nishi. Thanks for tuning in again. To it was all a lie, where we uncover the lies that we were told and the lies that we tell ourselves. Um, so today we're going to be talking about an imposter syndrome. I know mm. another big buzzword. <laughs> trigger, trigger, um, trigger. I'm screaming. Um, so just to start this off right, we're going to go ahead and define imposter syndrome. I'm reading this definition from Harvard Business Review and Ooh. imposter syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Get your sources right. Mm-hmm. Uh, imp- imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they are deserving of accolades. Um, so, so how do you feel about that? You know, it sounds like an insult, but it's actually a compliment. I heard high-achieving. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that I'm a high-achieving person, and I just right. have issues. And don't we all? It's giving humble. It's giving humble. It's a humble flex. Is imposter it's syndrome a humble flex? <laughs> I, I think imposter syndrome is, like, uh, a very toxic humble. Like, it's, it's like, toxic. maybe toxic is the right word, but it's just not, like, a good thing for you. Like, you can be humble all you want, but you should be able to, like, you know, you should be able to big up yourself, like, without anybody else doing it. I totally agree. You know, I'd be seeing on TikTok all the time. I don't know if you'd be seeing it, but some TikToks that talk about, like, the the best way to move in life is, like, to be delusional. <laughs> no, it's actually a vibe. I feel like I have some, no offense, y'all know, I don't think they know who they are, but I have some, like, friends that are delusional. And I don't even say delusional in, like, a freaking, um in an insulting way and i maybe that's not even the best word to use i just think like you know the one tiktok that went viral with the with the phrase i think she picked those words to like go viral with the phrase and it, it makes sense but i just think those people just like believe like they you know they're manifesting like they choose to believe what they believe so that you know their desires can come become a reality um so yeah it works for them i need i'm listen i'm i'm on the train i'm on the no. train i'm just I'm I'm not I'm not sitting up front. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with imposter syndrome. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, how do you deal with imposter syndrome, or do you deal with imposter syndrome? Or how I definitely, I definitely deal with imposter syndrome like present day. How do I deal with it? I don't. It's called denial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know what you know what I'm saying so much is going on in life I'm I'm okay I'm not gonna say I don't work on it because I do try to because like I think I'm the thing about myself which frustrates me is like I'm hyper aware of my faults like hyper aware it's not like someone could tell me something about myself I'll be like no it's like yeah bitch I know I just didn't want to mess with that today (laughs) You know? No, literally. Like, can you just leave it alone? I'm literally just trying to get through the day. I know. It's sitting over there. 
right. I'm just gonna deal with it when I get to it. If I don't literally. get to it till next week, then so be it. But literally, leave it alone. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, how I deal with imposter syndrome. What about you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it's a back and forth thing. Like some days I'm better at big, you know, up. There's a better word for that. I think there's days where I'm better at encouraging myself and really like ex- like trying to live in the moment of my accomplishment and that something good has happened other days I'm just like okay great on to the next on to the next on to the next because to me I think without me like slowing myself down there's always something else that I could be doing um to like for my betterment or there's even like with work like you you know, you go to work, something good happens, maybe you had a presentation coming up, it goes great, or you had some sort of deliverable to hand over, okay, you submit it, all right, cool, that's done, on to the next, there's no celebration, there's no, um, you know, what you, what you stopping for, we got, you know, seven or what, six more hours in the day, maybe you've completed your whatever you need to do in the first two hours, you still got other things to do, so like, I think it's very easy to fall into that trap, and that cycle, um, even in your life, like in your holistic life. Mm-hmm. You tell the truth. This is a side note. You know who I never hear who has imposter syndrome? Who? Men. Anyway, what's the singer? <laughs> I wish we had like a drum noise to, to, you know what I'm saying? It was just like one of them dry jokes. Wow. That's I mean, interesting. Do you hear men be like, I have imposter syndrome, like I'm dealing with imposter syndrome. I ain't never heard no man say those words to me. You know what you, what's the opposite of imposter syndrome, babes? That's the opposite of imposter syndrome, Dara. Oh, overconfidence? Okay, there we go. (laughs) Anyways. A lot of men probably deal with imposter syndrome because, like, well, here we go. Jaya loves advocating for niggas. Here we go. Anyway, (laughs) if that's one thing Jaya gonna do, is she gonna stand up for her fellow man? Please, I'm just saying. Okay, um, let's move on. Leave me alone. Um, Uh, No, I'm just kidding. A few questions for. You know, just for you to ponder over and, you know, for us to talk about, too. And we're hoping that you get to your answers as we um, come to ours. So, yeah. Um, what do you think of impacts your imposter syndrome the most? Or, like, what is that? What triggers it for you? Or what uh, is men. Men. What? Men. <laughs> you, please. Um, no. Please. No, I'm actually dead ass. Men, social media, and my parents. What? <laughs> no, dead ass. Okay, I'm gonna need for you to break that down. I was not expecting that answer. I I really wasn't. Um. Okay. Social media for the for the you know basic reasons of like you see certain people achieving the things that you want to achieve. You know, on social media, there's very few people that are showing their bad days, right? So you constantly right. just see people elevating and elevating and elevating. It might not be the same person, but if you see multiple different people perhaps elevating in a way that you want it creates imposter syndrome for me personally because it's just like damn why can't that be me 
mind you, don't even know how they got there. Don't understand their struggles. Don't understand their privileges. I just am like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, but like, I'm still like, damn, if I just worked a little harder, maybe that could have been me. Or maybe if I made another choice, that could have been me type. Um, or it just makes me feel not as, um, even if I could do that, it's just like, well, shit, somebody else already did it. What, how am I, what if I create something and it's not as good, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, am I even as talented as I think I am? Am I as talented as this person? Stuff like that. Um, my parents, uh, my parents are both high achieving people. I'm like, will I ever succeed the way they have? or accomplish what they've had or like actually live up to what they want me to achieve or like Mm -hmm. the standard that they have especially being like an eldest yeah um I feel like they I mean granted they put a lot of pressure on us as they should but like um sometimes I feel like their scope of what can be accomplished and like my ability I'm like y'all it's funny y'all raised me but like y'all see me though okay but I'm screaming. Um, what does that even mean? Like, obviously, my parents know me, right? To like an extent. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay, yeah, sometimes I I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like my parents have more faith in like some of my abilities than I do, or mm. they don't have as much faith in some of my abilities as I do. So either way, it creates some level of imposter syndrome. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, if my parents don't believe in this dream of mine, well, they know me so well. Maybe they just see something that I don't. Maybe they realize that I'm not as talented as I think I am. Or on the opposite of, damn, my parents really think I could be a whole doctor. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do they see that I don't see? Right. right? And then men, I mean, I'm in a constant competition. <laughs> run it up run it up you don't have to break that down for me come on no i mean men we live in a society that favors them (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna get a kick out of this one constant competition with men no go ahead we're in a society that favors men of all groups i understand that certain certain demographics of men are not as favored in the greater society but you are still a man you are still overly favored Anyways, that being said, mm-hmm. we are now in a society where women are now climbing up the career and social ladders, not at the same rate as men, but we're, it's a lot faster than it was like 30 years ago, you know? Okay. And even like 100 years ago type. So where I personally feel like as a lot of women, when we are in these spaces, especially these professional spaces... We're in competition with these men. Like, they get an obvious foot, you know, ahead of us because they're a man, and most men are going to look at other men as some sense of stability or sensibility. Exactly. Versus Mm -hmm. when you're a woman, they're going to not have as much confidence and also think that, you know, emotions, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, when I'm in these professional spaces and I see my male peers, um, perhaps doing the bare minimum or just doing the standard, I'm in competition with them. And sometimes I'm, I look at myself when I'm seeing fucking Bill over here, barely doing shit, but my boss is <laughs> praising Bill 
And I'm like, what the fuck yeah. am I? Right. I'm like, I'm out here slaving, not slaving, the whites hate that word. Um, okay. Mm. <laughs> when have we ever? It's fine. But like, I'm out here like working my ass off while some dude who maybe went to a similar college as me, same career experience, is barely doing anything, but he's getting all the praise. So it makes me sometimes wonder, like, am I actually as qualified as I think I am? Or is this white guy, for instance, not just always white men, (laughs) but is is this guy, like... I guess, like, I'd just be comparing myself to these people that I shouldn't even be comparing myself to because it ain't even a competition. But in society or in, like, these professional spaces, it feels like a competition. And it makes me question myself because I'm like, no, I'm actually qualified. I know what the fuck I'm doing. But if I'm really that qualified, why is anybody giving me my accolades the same way Bill is? Mm. And that that type of understanding makes me question myself and further perpetuates my imposter syndrome especially in the professional field right so, yeah. wow social media men and my parents wow wow, wow, wow. what about you um, okay so what impacts it the most uh dang, let me look at the definition again because i could this is a topic that i feel like you can connect to so many things so i just want to try to stay on track um I think what impacts it the most is like my the expectations that I set for myself and the expectations that other people set for me. Um, I think I've always been somebody who, you know, was meant to go places and stuff like that. So, and even like my parents, you know, to your point, my parents also wanted me to be the doctor. But I think a lot of immigrant um first gen kids can say that oh yeah we our parents wanted us to be doctors probably the one who are doing it now um I know a few in med school right now so shout out to y'all um but yeah so like not achieving that and like going in a different direction and choosing it for yourself I think it's like a tough pill to swallow so then when you couple when you top that with social media and you see people who are either took a completely non-traditional route and are having their way with life and, you know, just doing whatever they need to do. Or even those who you've seen from afar, like work, um, work hard and all this stuff like that. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just the thing is it, it really comes down to the thing of comparison, which like now looking back on like me and like my thinking and like what it is that I take in. I really want to be quick and put a Band-Aid over it and be like, comparison is a thief of joy, right? But in the moment, it'd be feeling like, why, 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 why? <laughs> I feel like I sound like a like a Muppet or something, but it's just like, why not me? Like, why am I not there? I'm Yes, I'm not. I don't have the same things that they do, and I don't even have the same degree as they do. I don't have the same experiences that they do. I know that what I have is valuable, but I'm still not where I need to be, and I know I'm putting in the work um Mm -hmm. so like it just is this disheartening thing but you kind of have to just I find myself like turning off my mind sometimes so I'm just like I can't do this like not today like sometimes it really just is like me trying to get through the day um even my parents like I just I'll be having to check out on them because I'm just like listen (laughs) this what it is Mm -hmm. I already have so much dialogue going on in my head like there's actually no space for you um anything that you say will break this camel's back I'm sorry so like I'm gonna mind my business over here in the corner 
and I'm just going to do what I can. Um, but yeah, and then social media as of recent is just, I mean, when I say recent, I mean like it has truly, when I think about like how social media was when I, when I first got to college, it's just, it's, it's so much bigger than what it was, even though it's, you know, it's the same value system in a way, like it really shouldn't matter what we see other people do, but it's just changed and it's just kind of spiraled. Um, so yeah, like it's just, it's just one of those things. Um, it really sounds like the main thing for both of us is just like the comparison. Yeah. That is what impacts our imposter syndrome more than anything, rather than like it being like a. Because uh, I mean, I, I think for me, it's comparison and also knowing my own abilities and knowing that yes. like if I actually put in the work I was meant to what? do sometimes, mm-hmm. because I don't know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll have weeks and I will have this expectation of myself that I have to be hyper productive, like damn mm-hmm. near seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll have like three hyper productive days. And then like the fourth day I like crash, which is reasonable. Right. But then I'll beat <laughs> myself up for that. Yeah. And... As if you didn't just, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. it's like you completely disregard the work that you put in. And then, and while you've actually put in like worthwhile productivity but then it's like well because I'm not productive on this fourth day none of the none of what I did before matters and that's and not and it, I'm not worth all the and it's like I'm not even worth the praise it's not even worth praising if I even accomplish something right because there's that other right. side of imposter syndrome where you meet your goals but you mm-hmm. don't even celebrate them you're right. just like oh okay great I did it yay for me <laughs> let's move on Right. I have another goal. Literally. Yeah. That's I think that's a really interesting dynamic. I think like we're now talk we're now thinking of like imposter syndrome on a spectrum because I don't think I don't know cuz if we think about I'm okay, if I'm thinking about some of the most productive people that I think, you know, people that I think are productive I know for a fact that they're not productive every day. Like, they're not productive at the same rate every day. Or even if they are, they do have a point, whether it's planned or not, that they have to crash because they're not a machine. Like, you Mm -hmm. actually can't do it all all the time. There Mm -hmm. is a point where you either intentionally have to rest and take a step back or you just, you know, your body does it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't ever want to get to that part. Well, your body does it for you? Girl. You ain't waking up for, like, 15 (laughs) hours. (laughs) Right. Crazy. Um, And so something just popped into my head, too, like, for me to think about when I start to get into these, like, spaces, like, these pathways of, like, you know, I see something, I see something that's interesting to me on social media or somebody else doing something, or I find out somebody else doing something, um, whether it be, like, in my circle or in my network. And I think a really good question to ask is, like, what is your definition of success? Because just because you see somebody doing something that is, like, societal, societally, I don't know if that's the word, but, like, something that is favored by society that could be a symbol of success, I think it's a good thing to ask yourself, is that my definition of success? Mm -hmm. I think if, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what, what do you think your definition of success is, like? maybe that will stop us in the moment from being like, okay, this looks really nice. This thing that this person is doing that, you know, to them means that they've 
done something successful, that's great for them. But like, if we really want to take a step back, do I, would that be success for me right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think I have cognitive dissonance about this question. Okay. Because a part of me is just like, success to me is just like, everyone in my life is taken care of and is content and I'm doing something I'm passionate about. Right. Like what I the work that I'm doing feeds me creativity, creatively and also my higher purpose. Right. Which is for me is to serve God. So something that would also serve God and creativity. So Mm -hmm. if I'm doing that, then I'm happy. But then I go on social media and I'm like, success to me is a Bottega Veneta bag. (laughs) (laughs) So if I don't have that, anything I've done in the past is like, what is it? It's useless. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the cognitive dissonance. Because what does a Bottega Veneta bag have to do with my purpose? But anyway. No. Say <laughs> that. No, come with it. But that's... What a word. Yeah. Beautiful. Same. Like, I think, you know, you and I were talking recently, and we decided... We were talking about um, our bucket list. <laughs> right. And we decided, like, what happiness or contentment means to us is ultimate accessibility to like fulfilling the desires of our heart or the desires of our future. And really that's vague, but that could also be a lot of things because, you know, what we're both learning in our 20 somethings is that just because it makes like, just, just because you have the thing, whatever it is, what the job, the car, the bag, um, even the money for some people, because, you know, the tech girlies and the tech boys, they, some, some people, they get the money or even the celebrities, let's, let's even take it a step further and push it out. The celebrities, they get the money. They have the things. They're sad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, family's not okay, et cetera, et cetera. So like, dang, I lost my train of thought, LOL. Um, what was I saying? Hey, are you basically trying to say that like these materialistic things will say our success but, like, they actually don't feed us at the end of the day? Is that what you're trying it's, to say? It's going to be something like that. LOL. No, they're going to have to cut this out. Um, I'm like, cut it out, I, cut it out. I literally don't remember. Um, dang, what was I saying? Uh, this, is what, this is why you don't smoke weed, kids. <laughs> um, <stop. laughs> I'm kidding. Um, what was I saying? No, literally, it's gone. Um, I'll just have to start over. What were we saying? Say, what's the, what's your definition of success? Oh, okay, yeah. So lately, I decided that my definition of success is the accessibility to pursuing the desires of my heart and making what it is that I want a reality. And like that would be making sure that my family is good making mm-hmm. sure that I'm comfortable not having to ever, my thing is like not having to worry like if I want to do something being able to do it not mm. out of like impulsiveness but because like okay yeah like I don't want to give it a second thought I don't want to have to like unless it's like a you know like a house you know what I'm right. saying? now if you want to buy a house yeah take some thought but like even with that baby I think we should just be buying houses for the sake of buying houses you know what I'm saying Bitch, I want to go to Venice. Let me buy a house. Listen. Period. So no, Come on. remove that. Remove that. Just giving limited thinking. And okay, sorry, sorry. And <laughs> really, limited thinking all of a sudden. Houseway. Anyway, nah, I'm just kidding. I. Right. We are just gonna buy houses. The fuck? Yes, we will. We gonna we find will. a nice little property in Belize, not- and we're gonna be like, you know what? 
babes. I want to come back to Belize. Okay. You know? And I'm going to buy my little home. And, you know, it is what it is. Now I own a home in Belize. Yeah, no. That's a different level of wealth, baby. You think these rich people are like, you know what? Let me talk to my accountant before I buy this home in Spain. No, bitch. They bought the home in Spain and they told their accountant. Wow. Imagine. Imagine. I'm sorry. That's a whole side tangent. Continue, babe. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. It's a vibe. That would be amazing. I would love to do that. Um, But yeah, like, in the moment, I'd be having to think about it. Like, is that even what, yeah, I have to, I have to be real with myself and realize that, like, just because they're doing that doesn't mean, that's not my ultimate symbol of success. Mm. Um, And I have to cut, I just have to, like, you know, keep my eyes on my own lane and realize that, like, my journey and what it is that I do is going to look completely different from what anybody else does. That part. Yeah. I think that's how you beat imposter syndrome, is that word right there, honestly, is, like, acknowledging the fact that we are literally living our own life experience and our own, you know, like, our mm-hmm. own way. Like, me and you, we relate so much, especially in the beginning of our friendship, that we both kind of, we both lived in the Midwest, we both were um first generation. We were both first daughters. But even within that, we have two completely different cultures. We still yeah. have so many nuances in our own upbringing and even our own personalities, even though we're both religious, we both study psychology. Like, we have so many similarities, but mm-hmm. I would not say that we're the same. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, So right. with that, it's just, like, acknowledging all those things and kind of just like remembering that like you know we're actually here for a reason and also Mm -hmm. I think the other way to be imposter syndrome tying into what I just said is like faith right not trying to make this like a whole religious podcast but like acknowledging you know what I'm saying but acknowledging your purpose and the fact that like if you are religious that God put you in this space for a reason Mm-hmm. that what how are we You're to challenge to god's right, then, how are like, we to challenge are god's actually? image yeah of our of ourselves in this space so like remembering those things i feel like is the best way to beat it i mean it sucks because you have to constantly remind yourself these things because like in the moment you just like feel the anxiety you feel overwhelmed and you're just like i want to cry um but yeah, who are we to tell A, God, that he is incorrect about putting us in this space, and B, that we are not capable of, and then also C, like, that we are living our own individualistic experience, and just because Bill can do it, can do whatever work without barely <laughs> doing shit and get Bill. away with it, that's fine, that's Bill's truth, but it's gonna yeah. catch up to Bill one day. Hey. Hey, and Bill, where's the Bill? Like, hey, he's living the life. I'm not even Okay. Lie. The man okay. is living a, a life of leisure, soft life every day. <laughs> That's one thing every white day. people got, mediocrity. Anyways. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm just going to read it. Yeah, you, really, you, always, you always throw something right in there. I'm just, <laughs> it makes um, sense. Yeah, it, I, yeah. Um, cracking me up. Okay, so I think we've touched on this a little bit, but what if you could um, elaborate or reiterate, what are your fears about performance? Ah. Uh, about mm. your performance, specifically. Ah. 
Sheesh. All right, we're going to get real. Hello, everyone. My name is Nishi once again. You sound like you're really? at an AA meeting. This feels like an AA meeting. <laughs> you're okay. If, you're, uh, if you feel like that, then you're in the right place. Coming to Jesus moment. Uh, so. Okay, anyways, hi, guys. I'm Nishi. Um, the way I feel lack, or what did you say, my lack of performance? Or no, do I no. feel what are like... your fears about your performance? Okay. Um, I guess my fears is that it's just not going to be, it's not going to be up to poor. But why? <laughs> because I'm in a <laughs> cutthroat industry, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, the industry I'm in is not too, it's not too kind to, um, not being excellent especially now that we're in this like black lives matter era and it's really like everything is bitch i'm saying that sarcastically but like the companies are paying us you know what i'm saying the companies are paying the blacks to create (laughs) and okay okay (laughs) with that it's just like dang okay am i now i know we're not a monolith right i know Mm -hmm. that we're all allowed to be as great and as mediocre as possible even if our society doesn't believe so Mm -hmm. the point but it still makes me feel like i still need to be exceptional right like i still feel like i need to be the exceptional negro in these white spaces i get out get out You're so freaking annoying. Okay. You just told me to tell you my truth. How is this a how is this a supportive space, Dara? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Okay. Anyways, like I was saying, damn. Was that yeah, and I just sometimes feel like um if I don't give what the community wants Mm -hmm. and for it to also um, translate to a white audience like it needs to do both I guess I'm just kind of nervous that it just won't be good enough to be able to do both because I understand the importance of being able to do both um and also there's a fear of once I do do it right whatever it is am I Mm -hmm. gonna be able to do it again and again Mm. and again and like constantly be not the talk of the town, but constantly be that thing that people yeah. co- keep coming back to. So wow. it's just like, can I even keep up with my with the societal with demand, my own, my own, with my own yeah. creativity? Who knows? And that's really interesting. And I think it just goes back to like what we've spoken about before, which is like even the most productive people have off days. Like. We hear about authors having writer's block. We all know artists mm-hmm. who have block. But when it comes to us, it's just, it's unacceptable. <laughs> because why can you not produce? What are you doing? You say what? Oh, no, I don't want to make this a race issue. I've already made it a race issue, but. <laughs> no, it's giving, it's, it's giving, I think the one thing that just popped into my head that my parents would always say is just like, um, you know, they'll be like, so when it came to, like, getting A's in high school, it'd be like, you know, the person, when I would get, like, an A- minus or a B plus, and my parents would ask me, did the person that got A+, plus, did they have two heads? So, oh. to me, it's just like, okay, yeah, you're human, but, like, why not? Why can't you? Why aren't you? Um, 
it absolutely makes no sense. I can I can totally understand what you're saying. Um, well, answer the question yourself. Do you feel like there are certain things hinder are hindering you from performing? Certain things hindering. Um. Well, if you must know, uh, yeah, I, I would say like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the way you said that, you were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I'm my number one enemy. Um, I think to your point about some of the things, like you know, if I start producing, um, will I? How will I keep up with myself? Which is wild because, like, I find that it's like sometimes doing the work is like doing grocery, not grocery, but it's like doing um, what's it called? It's like doing chores. Like, sometimes you really dread doing your chores, but then once you get into it, you're like, oh, I'm in a groove. Like, this is a vibe. I'm meditating. This is great. Mm -hmm. But it's that hump of, like, getting into it that's always the biggest issue. Um, And I think a lot of the time I'm in that groove until I actually do it, and then it's like, oh, okay, now you've done it. Um, Yeah, I think I'm just, unfortunately, my biggest enemy at times. Well, they call that flow, which is, you know, when you're in the group the groove that you're talking about like once you're in the groove and you're constantly able to produce they call that flow mm-hmm. that might be another thing that would help imposter syndrome is like when you're in a constant state of flow mm-hmm. you don't really have time to second guess yourself and like question yourself That's and your so capabilities true. you know what i'm That's saying so true. i love that and you know what um I don't know why what you said just made me think about it but I think another thing that like I have fear about my performance is allowing my last win to be the reason why I didn't do more Mm. the next time I think like there's a quote that goes yeah basically just goes like how I said it I don't know who said it or what the exact quote is just like but don't let your last win hinder your next move and I know that I can be a very comfortable person and um, to the point of like complacence, which in hindsight, at times, there's not complacence in itself is not always a bad thing. I think it can be likened to contentment, but I, I think it's a fine line. And so sometimes I don't really sit with my accomplishments because I'm just like, okay, well, you still have so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want you to, you know, get your head big off of this because there's so much more to do when in reality there's 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 a bit of balance to it like you should be proud you should take a moment to celebrate yourself you should pat yourself on the back you shouldn't give yourself a self-care night or you know get yourself something nice maybe not a bottega veneta bag but uh not yet maybe like (laughs) right not yet like go ahead and take yourself to zara but um it just doesn't feel like enough so I think that's another thing. It's just like, and I remember you were talking to me once um, about stoicism. Do you remember? Oh, yes. You know, for a hot minute, I thought I was going to be a stoic. A oh, bitch is a Libra, though, so she's dramatic. Okay. <laughs> I, you told me that I was like, girl, okay. <laughs> I really thought I was going to be a stoic. Right. Um, But, yeah. A uh, philosophy in stoicism is basically and related to like kind of this subject is that like if you are pretty much like for lack of better words mellow or mm-hmm. about your losses and your wins nothing mm-hmm. will really uh shake your core 
right? So if you don't get too excited about your wins, you accept them, you acknowledge them, and you are fortunate and acknowledge and are gra- uh, have some gratitude towards it, that's great. But, like, not necessarily popping bottles, throwing a party type, right? You're just mellow. You You thank your creator if you have one, and you move on. Same thing with your losses. You acknowledge your losses. You try to find the lesson from your losses. You go through the, maybe some of the emotions, but not like, I guess, like too deep into it. You just acknowledge it for what it is and you're kind of just mellow about it. Then the ideology is that as you go through life and there are highs and there are lows and you just have this constant state of being, this mellowness that nothing really fluctuates you emotionally, then there's not really a lot of room for, like, distress, right? There's always just going to be a kind of fine line of confidence in how you move because you understand the nuances of of wins and losses. So that's kind of the ideology. No, for real, because while the idea sounds attractive, I think something like that, and people that have those traits or that trait has always been attractive to me because I love how balanced they are. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, it's just like, why? You mean to tell me I went through the trenches because, I mean, I think, yeah, basically, you mean to tell me I went through the trenches just to, like, get to the mountaintop, so to speak, and then just be like, okay, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think you want to pop the bottles. You know, which is, and I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that, but also i guess pop your bottles but then go back to work on monday like i think it's also understanding that once you once you pop your bottles you know like new levels new devils just because Mm -hmm. why you sound like just because you get successful doesn't mean that you have fixed everything in your entire life like that doesn't mean that you are never have another stressful day and i Mm -hmm. think that's why I don't know this is also perplexing to me like all of it going through it and just uncovering that for yourself like it's always going to be something else yeah I think there is if anything this conversation really showed me that there's many ways to kind of combat imposter syndrome I think for some people stoicism would be a great way yeah. to combat it because if you really do implement that philosophy in life there wouldn't really be a point where you doubt yourself because Mm -hmm. there kind of isn't a point to even doubt yourself. Like you can't even get to that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. So it's just like, you're just going. Yeah. You just keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, it is what it is, baby. (laughs) Right. And, um, so I think there's many ways. It seems like we've kind of talked about like four different ways. One being stoicism. Another one is just kind of acknowledging that like, we all have our own individual truths and experiences and one mm-hmm. person's reality does not define yours or mean anything about yours. Another right. one is just having faith in your creator and just knowing that you're here for a reason. You're here. You're supposed to be in that room. You're supposed to do what you're doing. Just have faith. Um, I thought that was a third. Oh, I thought you already said all four of them. <laughs> oh, I thought I said three. You said stoicism, you said belief in your creator, you said um, another person's reality does not define yours. That's three. And then 
Yeah, I don't know what the fourth one is, actually. Don't know what the fourth one is, guys, but thank you for listening. I'm for <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was somewhere in this podcast. But no, like, I don't necessarily think there's only one way to combat it, is what I'm saying. Like, there No, are, you're definitely uh, right. There are many ways to work on your imposter syndrome. Um, but I think it's awesome that um, even the word imposter syndrome is kind of now a buzzword, like you said early, earlier on, that, like, there's a lot more people talking about it and acknowledging, like, oh, maybe I'm moving in my imposter syndrome. Like, maybe this isn't me. Maybe this is me just doubting myself for some weird reason if that's social media societal pressures whatever it is um but like i might actually be i'm meant to be in this space and there's something for me to learn here you know right yeah i completely agree um well thank you guys for listening to our podcast or our episode today catch us on the next one for more Thank you. Pew, pew, pew. You can't do that because you told me I can't do that. And you know why we can't do that. Okay. That's the last time I'm going to do it. Actually, this is the last time I'm going to do it. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, bye. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.